Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Uh, my name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey everybody, how are you? Good morning, Patrick. It's a dreary uh, Wednesday. It at- is. It's very nasty. And just so Calm all down. the listeners at home know, it is Cinco de Mayo. Happy hey. Mexican Battle Day. Not Mexican Independence Day. It's a very famous battle. It's about all of Yes. Is. Well, you know, the people get... Everybody assumes that since ours is July 4th, that it must be uh, Independence Day because it's the 5th, right? <laughs> so I've actually had that argument with people. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I, I should get some actual Mexican guys to try to explain this to you because I'm not going to do it justice. I don't even argue with them. I'm like, oh, that's what you think it is? I hate to inform you that you're wrong, but believe what you want to believe. I, I, oh, I love informing people that they're wrong. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but yeah, so, and yesterday, of course, was May the 4th be with you and all that yes. nonsense. Um, and uh, I've gone another year where I still don't own the Rise of Skywalker on physical media, Patrick, much to my shame. What is wrong um, with you? Uh, what's wrong with me is I can't find it cheap. Oh, well, that, get that would be a problem. I didn't get it at Christmas last, or at Black Friday last year, and uh, and nobody's got it used. Which Not is, yet. Well, Not it, yet. nobody seems to like it very much, so I'd assume that used copies would have come up rather quickly. <laughs> like, you could find Solo all over town for like six, seven dollars. Yeah, Solo is bad. I mean, Solo I hate to say it. It's a fine movie. It's fine. No, no. No, it's no. fine. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's fine. It's a I went into the movie looking for Star Wars. What did I get? I got Star Wars. It's fine. What's wrong with it? <laughs> the kid is fine. It's fine. It's not you're not looking for earth shattering. It's look, it's not the Mandalorian. Right. Right. I mean okay, fine. I'll give you it's okay. Yeah, I'm not it's, gonna go with it's fine. I'll it's not as it's bad okay. as the rise of Skywalker. I like The Rise of Skywalker better than I liked Solo, but that's just me. Yeah, okay. You know, Rise of Skywalker wasn't great. Solo was worse, but still better than the, the prequel trilogy. Oh, we can all agree on that. Not all of us agree on that. I understand that, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Their opinions are like armpits. Everybody has a couple. So Exactly. And, and they all stink. Hey! <laughs> So we're going to get to the 26th episode of Ultra Q today, which is, yeah, I know, right? It's nuts. Blazing <laughs> Victory, uh, which has absolutely, the, it's the thinnest premise of a title connection to actual plot that you've ever seen in your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These next, these two episodes, I don't know, like, they're like, well, these are our two Totally weakest and least comprehensive, like least coherent episodes. Oh, there's no throw them at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Are we almost done? We are. Okay, we've got these two really bad episodes. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. We'll put these. Hoping that the final episode isn't a complete dumpster fire. Like, oh, this is the this is the worst of the batch. Here you go. Yeah, I think they'd want to go out on a high note, so maybe that's what they're doing. They're setting us up for, like, well, these two were re- reasonably not great, and then, like, hey, you know. <laughs> the thing I'm is, not sure. I'm not saying there isn't stuff to like in both these episodes, because there is. This episode in particular, the cinematography and the editing is fantastic. Okay, when you're going there on a tokusatsu show. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I, it really is. The editing is the editing is is great. There's a lot of interesting wipes. There's a lot of interesting, like stylistically speaking, this, this episode is shot like almost like a comic book. Okay. I I really like that. Um, Okay. I was also very surprised at the popularity of boxing among children. (laughs) 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 Well, it's, it's the same thing when you watch that stupid, uh, all the karate movies. Karate is popular everywhere. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, this is true. But, like, you know, we, we open up with, like, these, this guy boxing, and he's he's uh, doing his job. He's Dynamite Joe. And uh, 
But what's great is the the, the ding ding, and it, you hear like the crowd, and it's all kids, and you're like, do they just not have a crowd of adults? Like sound effect library, but then they cut to the crowd, and the first three rows were in an American boxing movie. You would see nothing but degenerate gamblers and winos, <laughs> right. and one and one guy in a suit with a girl in a fur coat uh, with a diamond pinky ring. Of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna throw this fight, see? So, uh, uh, it's just children, and they're all like. They make a big deal out that this guy is is a hero to children. I'm like, sure, okay, sure, 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 why, sure, sure. Why sure. not? <laughs> oh, is that your eleven o'clock alarm? Like, do you make sure your your uh, make sure I'm awake the, alarm. Yes. Oh, you make sure your awake alarm. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Because if I'm driving Dan back and forth to school, I want to try to catch some sort of nap. Sometimes right. the eleven o'clock alarm actually wakes me up. Most times it doesn't. Okay. Which That's I good. don't. I much prefer it would wake me up because that means I actually got more sleep. Right. But it is what it is. Um, so uh, Dynamite Joe is uh, he's taking Japan by storm as he rises through a series of decisive victories, become the country's new boxing champion. Um, he's got a he's got a beloved pet named Peter, right? Uh, which which looks is like a, a small alligator. Uh, that is definitely was, a, that is definitely a baby alligator for sure. It, I thought it was the, a salamander, but that's in fine. the tank. That is a baby alligator, hundred percent. Okay, okay, uh, I'll buy that. When it becomes large, it is a man in a suit gator. It is. <laughs> Oops, where'd you go? Where'd you go? I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I don't know what I did. You turned off the camera, I think. Because I, I, I see do a picture of you. Well, at the bottom of the oh. screen should be a bunch of controls, like for mute microphone. And uh, hold on, just give me one second here. This is riveting pod. <laughs> there, it's there. You are. Sorry about that. There you go. Hey, I, there you are. Yay! But uh, sorry about that, I don't that's know what I did. Fine. I, I <laughs> you were holding it with your hand over the thing like this. <laughs> I pressed something the wrong way. I'm yeah. not smart. You're like, this is comfortable. And it's, it's, wait, where'd everybody go? <laughs> so, exactly. He's a, this, this little, this little alligator is this guy's uh, mascot. And he's like, oh, how, how many rounds will I defeat this alligator, you know, yeah, the next X. boxer? And he's like, five. And he goes, all right, five rounds. And sure enough, he's like beating the crap out of all these guys. Um, in the number of rounds that the alligator is telling him that he's going to beat them in. Right. Which is the whole key crux of the thing. But in reality, isn't. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. But that's what they're going on, is that if he's listening want, to his alligator. If you wanted an episode that was all payoff and zero result, this is the strip club of episodes this is the <laughs> lap dance of it's Ultra all Q build episodes. up no it's all build up and nothing you get that and you go home and you're like what happened what happened and the guy yeah. in the suit just goes crazy right like she's <laughs> i spent all this money on i this. had money i don't know what happened to it and i didn't get what i wanted yeah god this is terrible exactly so, no but you got what you deserved that's the <laughs> <laughs> So he's about to do the world championship, right? Um, and you're like, okay, the world championship. And um, uh, the, apparently the, the alligator tells him, oh, you're, well, we don't know what the alligator tells him at first. So suddenly Joe disappears. Um, our heroes are at an evening of entertainment at a seaside resort. Um, do you, did you write down the name of the show? The mystery I did show, not. like the underwater. It's like the underwater mystery. Yeah, I didn't particularly write it like down. That. I can't it was remember. Something ridiculous. I just watched it this morning. I cursed my stupid memory. <laughs> oh man, it's so aggravating. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, this. Okay, it's a bunch of people sitting around a pool at like an oceanside resort, and they're watching this. Uh, listening to a jazz band and a bunch of girls in like high highway shorts and straw hats um, right. doing like a dance routine. How far away is that stage? It's almost like 
It's on the other side of the pool, and it's a gigantic (laughs) pool. It's very far away. It's almost like (laughs) incidental. Everybody has to like crane their necks to watch the show if they're sitting in the wrong seat. Yes, yes. Oh my god, it's awful. So then it cuts to this clown out in the middle of the water on like a floaty, and He's doing a show and he's you know blowing a trumpet, which makes bomb sounds and whatnot. And everybody seems to be just in- enjoying the clown show, which yeah. is fine. Entertainment back then uh, must have been much harder to come by than it is today because everybody's super into this show. And the guy, even the owner's like, man, this show's such a big hit. And I'm like, you are the luckiest man alive because this is not so great. <laughs> well, I mean. I give it, if you're at a review, which is what this seemed to be, yeah, you're sure. just going to sit there and enjoy the review. You get a clown now. You get girls dancing then. You get some other a comedian in the middle. Okay, fine. Whatever yeah, we didn't is, get the Borscht Belt, uh, Borscht Belt Japanese non-union equivalent of Shaky Green or anything, which was somewhat surprising. <laughs> <sighs> so you're like, all right, fine. So they're, they're doing uh, this, this clown is you know, doing his doing his shtick, and June recognizes him as Dynamite Joe in disguise. Right. So, um, they cut to the dressing room, and Joe apparently has a alcohol problem. First, we've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how you become a boxer if you have an alcohol problem because the two don't work well together. No. The only, the only thing I can think of is like he has developed this alcohol problem in the eight days that he has disappeared in. <laughs> like, well, it's not even eight days is the basic problem because right, yeah, it's, when he was like a boxer, the manager said he had seven clown. Right. When he was a boxer, the manager said he had seven days before the next match. And then <laughs> after we see him go through some things as a clown, the manager still says he still has two days to get into this boxing match. So you're like, right. So within five days, he's become a clown, become really good as a clown, and is an alcoholic clown. As a horrible, oh. horrible crippling. We call that a bender. If you get drunk every day for five days, it's just a bender. Like, if you're not doing this in a professional manner. Um, like <laughs> that, that is some kind of bender. I, I've been on benders. Five-day benders, I don't think I've ever been. Well, that, you know. We don't know. It's a cultural thing, maybe. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. Lord. But, fine, uh, fine, fine, fine. So anyhow, the, they keep Peter in the tank, and then they, the manager takes Peter out of the tank to talk to him, and he suddenly grows huge. And right. becomes what looks more like a chameleon than anything else. Yeah, I mean, the suit on this one was pretty bad. Oh, There's yes. just no way around it. That suit oh, yes. was pretty bad. I give him okay, fine. It has to be, you know, you have to crawl around on your arms so it's not great. But the design of the suit was still bad. But, all right, yeah. fine, fine, fine. So, they they realized this is a thing that Peter was uh, Peter was caught fishing off the Philippines because um, June confronts Joe, who, can, you know, he's like, oh, I can't hide my identity anymore. And uh, he's like, when I caught Peter fishing off the Philippines, um, he assumes, a, a, you know, they, they, he discovered when he's out of water, he gets bigger, and then uh, he can telepathically communicate with him as well. But uh, June thinks it's more of uh, he's being automatically, he's being, hip, he's being, he's doing self-hypnosis to himself. Right, right. He's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're putting right. what you want onto this lizard and then right. hearing it through the lizard. And you're like, right. okay, I could buy sure. that. By the way, still. No relevance whatsoever. Oh, I should say, no relevance whatsoever to the, <laughs> the actual of the plot, plot of the story. No, right. no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you said, it's all build up, no right. payoff, all then, build up. Then he reveals at a certain point that he his eyes are starting to go, and so he can't box anymore. Right. right. Okay, fine, but like, all right. You want to do a clown show, sure. Uh, but e- the, the problem is, even <laughs> in the 60s, right. they had the glasses that you could wrap around your head. Now, you may not have been may not have been great because obviously people are going to start to aim for the glasses to try to yeah. make you worse. But as long as you can see the blur of the guy, 
you can still be a boxer. I guess. Maybe not the best boxer, which is the problem because he was yeah. going for a world championship. Right. But you can still be a good boxer. Right. But who am I to say? I don't know so much. I do not box because I don't like getting hit in the face. Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a person who just loves getting hit in the face, I think that's my favorite. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I understand. You know what? That's going to be somebody's going to be at come up to us at some show and like just crack me one and be like, you said you like <laughs> That's why you don't say those kind of things. Clearly, sir, you do not understand the humor. Uh, it would have been funnier if I said, clearly, ma'am, you do not understand the humor. Exactly. Lady! Oh, even better would have been, clearly, father, you don't understand the humor. <laughs> That's all right. You take this the jokes why, as they come. This is why professionals have, like, you know, they work on their jokes before they say them. As opposed yeah. to just Spouting nonsense on a podcast. Sure. Um, so anyway, the, the the manager's like, oh, we're gonna have Peter's gonna be uh Peter's gonna be part of the show and we're gonna put he may, he's gonna be the star. Right. So there he escapes his tank and the manager of the club starts going bananas looking for him. So he's got everybody who works at the club fishing in the pool. Right. Which <laughs> you should be able to see. A lizard in a pool because hopefully the water's clear enough to You'd be think. able to see a lizard. You'd think. I'm just saying. You'd if think. the water's not clear enough to see a lizard, I don't think I want to go in that pool. Yeah. Yeah. It's also it's also a uh, a, a problem with um, you know you're gonna not gonna have a lot of people coming to the resort at that point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> So, I so June confronts the guy at the dock, and he's right. like, "Listen, you got to do what you got to do." It's basically a, you know what? You're the only one responsible for your own destiny. Blah 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 blah. Like, you know, but it's a mediocre pep talk at best. Uh, yeah, it's not great. It's definitely not great. And then the lightning strikes at, at some some trees in the background and starts to fire and they hear Peter the month and now giant Peter uh roaring. Right. So they because, run over and he's huge and the heat has caused him to grow, grow to giant size. Can you hit that science bell because yeah, that's the I'm, only way that that happens? I wasn't fast enough. I'm very tired today. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at oh. first it was heat. At first it was water. Now it's heat. Okay, sure. Like, yeah. Whatever you And then need. they I try don't. to lead the lizard back to water. Right. And somehow the lizard knocks over the fuel tanks. Yeah, at the marina. Right. At the marina. Causes the entire marina to go on fire. And do we... What do we do then? <laughs> End episode. How? What what gonna, happened to the lizard? What happened? What happened? What happened? I'm gonna say, <laughs> see, first but that, off, that's your whole that point. The, that the safety, <laughs> the guy, if the guy who runs the resort isn't also in charge of the marina, he's got bigger problems, obviously, because like, if somebody bumping into a fuel barrel is just gonna light your whole marina on fire, you might have a problem. By the way, though, very great set that they set on fire. That looks fantastic. <gasps> That did. That I give yeah. it. I mean, that they built a great marina to be yeah. able to set it on fire. I like that part. Yeah, very but, realistic. Uh, that was. I was. I'm looking at it going. Like my brain's telling me that has to be a set. Like it's oh, got to be a miniature set. Yeah, but that looks like they lit a marina on fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks real good. It so did look very very. Kudos good. to you guys. That was nice. And like I said, and. Your point here is complete. They did all of this buildup to this lizard is now going to cause all kinds of problems. The lizard causes the problems. Done. Nothing else. We don't find out what happened to the lizard. We don't find out what happened to Joe. We well, don't we do, find out. We see him later. Uh, he's picking up a. He's picking up a, uh, a sign that was like dynamite Joe versus smacky, smacky Pete. And, uh, like for the world championship, and he doesn't box, obviously. But you don't like know that. Well, it no, but it's, it looks like it's an old sign, like it's past. And uh, he, 
According to the wiki, it says Joe now sets out to create his own destiny, realizing that knowing the future destroys the ambition that drives us to realize our dreams. How did you get that? That's my whole point. I don't know how you got from him picking up poster of fight that right. you say passed. I'm like, okay, whatever. I can't argue. That's my to, guess because it was all like ripped up. Like yeah. they made it but, seem like it was an old thing. Uh, but but it, it, you must have fantastic legs jumping to conclusions like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a that's a, that's a uh, fancy pickup on my your legs are fantastic from jumping to conclusions. Oh good lord. <laughs> Just, hey, I yeah. know. I know. But yeah, and what was great is like I'm watching this episode and I'm like, this is I'm like maybe the the Peter is like feeding off his energy. Like who knows? Nah, nothing. Nothing. Just a, just a weird alligator thing that nobody treats as a strange thing either. They're like, oh yeah, those things that were around yeah. all the time. They grow to giant size. Sure, they do. Uh-huh. You, okay. What? <laughs> There's no one as terrified as I am. Nobody. Okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. Cool, cool. Exactly. All right. So, uh, oh, also, best screaming award goes to the manager for the pool co- for the uh, the uh, resort when trying to run away from Peter because he gets up into some very high histrionic range there. <laughs> Peter! Hey, like he gotcha. is way up there. Yep. Let's yep, yep. let's do our monster minute on Peter. Go for it. Which is a statement I never thought I'd make. <laughs> oh. Good I know. He is Listen, 20 this is what we got to do. <laughs> yeah, twenty centimeters to thirty meters, okay. five hundred grams to fifteen thousand tons. Okay, his only appearance. Now, is he worthy of a also ran monster? Because I don't think he is. No, no, he's not interesting enough. He's not. <laughs> here's the thing: he's not awful enough to be an also ran. Like, you <laughs> like he has those giant. Like twelve foot fangs that just that one werewolf had. He's not wearing. He doesn't a have the chopstick suit. teeth, is what you're saying. Yeah, he doesn't have a lycra body suit and Uggs. <laughs> you know, like it's fur covered boots. Yeah, the suit, as not great as it is, is still too good to be an also ring. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, here's some trivia. Suit actor is Hariyoshi Nakamura. The original Peter suit, oh, I thought the head looked familiar, uh, is used to create another sea monster, Gesura. That's, the I think, the pearl monster. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, maybe. Um, it's close enough. Uh, the Coast Guard commander. Or maybe he's the one that's eating all the chocolate. I don't remember. Um, Peter is an incorrectly called the fish in his original episode appearance. I don't, don't remember that. Uh, he was meant to return in the Ultra Q series and fight Kemer and Pagos in early scripts. These ideas were dropped when Ultraman was put into production. So if there was going to be another season. I got you. I got you. It makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, not great. Uh, there is a there is a uh, um he has oh water pressure around Peter increases the smaller he gets. So oh, the, it's not, it's okay, not the just being wet; it's water pressure. Sure. To this. And he's also sure. capable of predicting the near future. And <laughs> I mean, not to point out the obvious, yeah, okay. but a little tank of water that he's in doesn't have a lot of water pressure. But who am I to disagree with Wikipedia? Right. <laughs> It's just okay. it's a little, you know, saucer full of water. Oh yeah, that'll shrink them right down. What am yeah. I thinking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's another thing is you're like, okay, it's a baby alligator, it can be put in this quarter of a gallon container. Yeah, for how long? Twenty minutes? <laughs> a week and a half, maybe? I don't know how big they grow, but they like, they can't stay that little for a long time. Mm, I don't know how fast they grow either. So I, yeah. I, I I'm just gonna pass on that whole discussion. Yeah. It's just but yeah, no, it's not not a great episode. No. Um, no. It's confusing and amusing, maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> confusing, yes. Amusing, eh, maybe. I just, like <laughs> I said, I thought the, the miniature work was nice, and I really liked the, um, I really liked how it was edited. 
Okay. That I give it. That, right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, if you're looking for things to like on the episode, those are the ones. Isn't that the point? Aren't we, aren't we looking for stuff to like? <laughs> okay. I don't want this to become like, you know, a the chore. that Leo is. <laughs> yeah, you don't want this to be. Even with Leo, I'm looking for stuff to like. It's hard to find it sometimes, but I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm trying That's real fair. hard. That's fair. All right, so the next episode we're going to cover is The Disappearance of Flight 206, and we will be back with more very strange stuff right after this. And we are back with more of the Science Patrol. And we're going to cover episode 27 of Ultra Q, the penultimate Ultra Q. Yeah. 7 3 of, two, of uh, 1966. Wow, we didn't do the other one, which was a week earlier. So you do the math. Um, directed by <laughs> Koji Kajita, written by uh, Ken Kumagaya. Uh, screenplay by Tetsuo Kinjon Hiroyashi uh, Yama. Yeah, Yamaura. And special skill director is uh, Keiji Kokami. And just now, so look, those this is another weird one. Go Hold ahead. On. Yeah. I was going to give you June 26th would be the week before July. Oh, thanks. There you go. <laughs> Granted, I could have just gone one step back with the browser, but didn't. No, you were there. You were, you were yammering. I looked. Oh, thanks. <laughs> not that smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, look, let's I, get this, this one. This one's an odd one. This one's an odd one. <laughs> like, it makes a smidge more sense than the other no, one. But no, but only this one made less sense than the other one. You think? I yeah, did. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, you could buy the thought. Okay, somehow water shrinks this alligator. Heat expands it. Okay, sure, fine. Am I gonna buy that a jet? flying at supersonic speeds right. can be stopped that people can then go and walk on clouds. You know what? No, I'm not. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they don't tell you like, is it like, there's literally no explanation for what happens. No, none, none at all. None whatsoever. None at all. You have just got to buy it because we're telling you that this is what happens. Right. Okay. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, June and Ipe are flying aboard a supersonic passenger jet, um, which is suddenly disappears uh, in a strange pocket of turbulence. Now, right. the, the turbulence special effects were good. really good. Really good. Like, I like wow. It. Sure. And yeah. I give them... The fact that they didn't have to rent the plane because it was just a prop. You could see the strings on it. Not only that, but 90% of the time they were showing the plane, and I'm going to use quotation fingers here, in flight. It was a static picture of the yes. plane with airplane noises. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for 1960s, you know what? I'm okay. I'm, I don't expect them to film a... F- a plane. I don't Why expect. Not? They film. They film a plane for every other damn thing in the series. It's but you didn't film a supersonic plane. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it That's doesn't. A... All you had to do is hanging on some wires, <laughs> just throw some clouds at it, like a film <laughs> in the background. It's not on screen that long. <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do, honestly, and you're right. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that you're not right. You put the screen behind it on the rollers and just roll it, and nobody's going to be able to tell that it's the same cloud every two minutes because it's not on screen for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like they could have done something other than they were yeah. like editing the episode together, and they were like, "Oh, hey, you know, what we forgot to shoot. <laughs> What's that now?" Well, you know how this whole thing's based on a plane, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no shots of the plane in flight. You're kidding me, Terry. Are you sure? You're sure about this? Oh, yeah. Or that can of film got exposed, maybe. Who, who knows? I who knows? Know. We'll I never know. know. We'll never know the reason. The, the reasoning behind that show. Why? 
That yeah. they use it minimally twice. They use it way more than twice. I'll give you that. Yeah. And it it's not an effective shot. But knowing how small the supersonic planes had to be, like the the one that used to big enough whatever. for a smoking lounge. <laughs> exactly. Supersonic planes have to be small. That's why they're not used to be is because they're not cost efficient. As much as you can charge, it still right. doesn't make a lot of money. And the whole point right. is to make money. Right. Oh yeah. I just thought it was funny that like that we, we you know, they're on this flight back from uh, a pilot, a pilot's conference in Hong Kong and um, the stewardess, uh, which at the time is correct, stewardess, um, uh, um, she's running around with a little tray of like candies or whatnot. Yeah. And giving that and then one guy freaks out. And, and just hits the whole tray. And, yeah, and then okay. you realize he's handcuffed to another guy, and he's uh, obviously there. You know, like one guy's a cop and whatnot. So, but Aye. there's some nice flirtation between Ipe and the flight attendant, too. Of course. Yeah. Of course, she she was not tough on the eyes. I'll give her that. She was very easy yeah. on the eyes. And, and she, she was flirting with him something fierce, I think. Yes. So, yeah, so... Um, it, so anyway, they get, they get sucked into like this weird whirlpool. And meanwhile, at Tokyo International Airport, um, Yuriko and, uh, Dr. Colonel Sanders, uh, show up and they, they fear that the worst has happened with flight 206. Um, they can't figure out what happened. Uh, people are, uh, even, uh, Ichitani says like, oh yeah, like there's a lot of activity from the employees here. Uh, one of my and, students happens to work in the air in the control tower. Let's go visit him. Yeah, wait, because that works. What? Yeah, that works. Have, yeah, uh-huh. this guy's got a professional job as an aircraft air traffic controller, but he's also studying whatever it is this guy teaches. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, all right. And I'm also, not sure. Is it sure. not a school day? I don't know. <laughs> Does he only teach at night? It's very. It's very. Yeah, I'm telling you, these it's this, very thin plot. <laughs> they had to have shot this stuff at the beginning, thinking the episodes were going to be in a certain order. Because all the times when Yuri has long hair, we get Dr. Colonel Sanders, right? But we don't get him when she's got the short '60s uh, okay. that girl mod haircut. Okay, you know, like, I buy that. Yeah, buy that. at least I, that's I don't don't quite remember him as much then like it i think they wanted him to be the, like the respectable science voice of well here's the question from me knowing yeah. that you know the original ultraman series a lot better than i do sure the girl that plays yuri was mm-hmm. her hair long or short in the actual ultraman series it's uh in the first episode i think it's almost a bob Okay, Which makes sense, right? That makes sense, right? Because she was wouldn't have been able to grow it very long between one series and the next. That's right. why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I knew what you're getting. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's uh, that it's that's uh, how they like, did it. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. And then yeah. they just decided to just reshuffle the episodes, like because quite frankly, if these two episodes were somewhere near the front, people would have been like, "This show's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> any sense at all <laughs> so uh, uh the passengers begin to regain consciousness and they're all waking up and uh the the, the they're like oh what are we gonna do we gotta go up and um so june and ipe run to the cockpit and they right. shut the engines off because obviously the planes don't move the engines are still going and consuming fuel um now again not to point out the obvious hmm. but supersonic planes need the engines because the minute they stop they start to go down right well the thing is they're they're apparently they're not moving so like something is keeping them suspended in air Uh but if that's the unbalanced zone is what we were told sure sure yeah that's (laughs) yeah yeah that makes complete and utter sense to me Uh uh-huh sure (laughs) that's what i'm going with Uh, gotcha gotcha yeah hit that buzz bell (laughs) yeah that's absolute sense. Well, it's a double. It's, it's both. Um, <laughs> totally both. Just, okay, fine. So there, it's just in this vast expanse of clouds that stretch as far as the eye can see. What are we going to do? Um, the criminal, meanwhile, has succeeded in freeing himself from the guard 
and confiscating his gun. Of course, um, because, you know, that happens easily. So here's where things get a little weird. He goes oh, into okay. the... Just now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's where things go straight down now. Um, he goes and barges way into the cockpit, fires two shots. Just, I don't know if it's into the floor or... I don't know if we're supposed to assume that it hit the radio because they were like later in the episode, they're like, Oh, can someone hit the radio? Can someone fix the radio? Right. And like I, token American guys like I can fix the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he actually says it in English, yeah. which they then write out in English. And you're like, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah. Sure. What I loved about that is like, this guy's obviously not an actor. He's just there. He's yeah. the guy in Japan. Like, so, uh, since you're visiting us on business, would you like to be in a TV show? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Sure, why not? We hey, need listen, American. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in Japan and they offered me to be in a TV show for a day, sure, why not? You yes, 100,000%. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't get me. I, I couldn't get that studio earlier that next morning. There's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's ready. Look at him. He's outside. He's just jogging in place. <laughs> like, come on, let's go. Exactly. What do you need me to do? So they start, they, they, for some reason, leave the plane for reasons. And they walk onto the fog because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like so I, apparently there's some sort of surface. Of course. Right? Of so course. They're walking around and they find like an old Japanese Zero plane. Um, there's a whole bunch of old World War II planes that we don't see uh, because well, that's we only because... have the, the money to show you one. Uh, <laughs> well, no, they did show models of different planes in different positions. It wasn't just one. There really? Models. Oh, yeah. They only I remember that. Actual did I mention plane. I saw this this morning? I, <laughs> that's fine. I remember them showing, like, other planes sort of in the distance. So they had model planes in the fog that they could show. I must have missed that because I only That's remember right. them showing the zero and they're like standing next to the zero going, well, there's a, there's a such and such, a Messerschmitt, and there's a such and such. And right. you're like, okay. And I'm like, we're not showing them because obviously that's expensive. Um, and then the, in a genuinely kind of creepy moment, the, the pilot in the zero moves. Yes. And then when they go to touch him, his clothes just fall apart. Like, like it was a ghost. Right. Je- Genuinely great moment. That was yeah, like, I did oh, like, I like that. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah. good. And then, so the, June seizes opportunity and tries to wrestle the gun from uh, the criminal, who's like a a, a wanted murderer, right? Um, yeah, oh, because the criminal Ipe finds a handful of marbles on the ground, mm-hmm. and the uh, criminal's like, "Oh, they're diamonds. These are all for me." And I'm like, "Of oh, course." Are- Marbles and you've those are lost obviously <laughs> marbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were some obvious marbles. Oh, right, it was bad, but that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. So, <sighs> and look, Toho Toho has done a lot of um, heist movies. Surely you could have gotten just got a bunch of fake diamonds from the prop department. <laughs> like, right, right. You can get those glass. Beads that you can pass off as diamonds very, very easily. We've yeah. all seen them. We all yeah. know what it looks like. Right. They usually come in a little velvet bag. <laughs> exactly. They get poured out on a tiny piece of velvet, and everybody goes, oh, diamonds. Yeah. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, there's, there's a gunfight, and um, the pilot and co-pilot are both shot. Of course. Not fatally, course. fortunately, so that's good. And uh, <laughs> and then and the guy somehow falls into an opening and is pulled beneath the clouds. Well, what it shows is that somehow. <laughs> what do you think happened? Because somehow he was outside the plane, yeah. got enveloped into the cloud, and then fell through it. Now, right. I don't know how. I don't know why. I nope. couldn't give any of that. He and guess what, kids? Was. They don't tell us either. So, <laughs> Good Lord. And then that same cloud plume that had the guy fall through the clouds, yeah. all of a sudden somehow becomes a seal? Giant walrus. 
Is that what it was? A giant walrus? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and his sure. name is Todora. Um, and he is a he's a giant seal monster, uh, walrus monster. And okay. you're like, okay, that's fine. Sure. sure. And uh, so they all run back to the aircraft. And June realizes some of the ship was pulled into the fourth dimension. Uh, and it must fly to get back out again. Okay. June uh-huh. and Ipe uh-huh. are going to fly the plane. They're like, who's going to fly the plane? And they're like, we will. And that he runs into the cockpit, and that stewardess is like, oh, that boy's going to get some of this tonight. Like, she just a look <laughs> on her face is like, ooh, sweet co-pilot, yeah. man. Let me tell you what's going to happen later. <laughs> oh. Coffee, tea, or me. All right, let's go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, I appreciate that the lady's like Ipe. Like, he's the lady's man, even though he's not real good at it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> He's the klutzy lady, man. Yeah. Okay, and they're like, sure, oh, he's sure. cute. Let's go. Um, <laughs> that's nice. <sighs> so they figure out, um, they 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 fly it back out. Meanwhile, the professor and uh, Yuriko have been at the, uh, have been at the airport. airport communicating with them now that the radio's fixed. Right. They... See them again. The flight comes out of uh, it comes the, through the, the weird dimension. Yeah, right. And that is it. And then somehow the clouds get enveloped in a cyclone. <laughs> sure, disappear yeah. through that cyclone, and then we get to see the jet flying past Mount Fuji, just so that we know we're still in Japan. That's right. Yes. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. That's fine. I. Uh, what do you say? Got what, no, it's uh, <laughs> crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, weird stuff, huh? All right. That's where our guy comes out crazy, let's, huh? Let's go get milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! It's just, it's not it's not it's not like one of those things where you go. Well, I'm never watching this show again. But you go. I might skip this episode. I feel like I'm owed an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm owed something. I'm owed something. I don't know. Maybe I I don't deserve an explanation. But give me something. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, well, let's talk (sighs) about uh, Todora. Go for it. He is 28 meters tall, 19,000 tons. His whole world is an interdimensional cloud. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I do give that he had a better suit than the lizard from the last episode. Yeah. His tusks weren't effective, but the rest of the suit was effective. Yeah. The tusks were a little bit much, but that's okay. That's um, fine. He is uh, at first and only appearance. He is the four-dimensional monster. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, now, let's see. Uh, some trivia. Wow, there's a lot of trivia. Wow. Um, Go for cool. it. Uh, Todora is portrayed using the Maguma suit from the film Gorath, which is what I thought. Um, okay. To make Todora different from Maguma, they added whiskers to his face, and they did not light up the monster's eyes. Okay, fine. Uh, much like its Toho counterpart, uh, Maguma, Todora's roar consists of modified elephant sounds used in the animal world 1956 and a mixture of Rodan's cackle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, art shows Tadora slugging it out with Peter. However, they have not met and probably never will. Um, <laughs> there you go. Due to Ultra Q's lack of a warrior of light, Tadora is one of the monsters who lived after its appearance. Fair. Makes Fair. sense. Um, on Twitter, Superaya Productions mentioned that Tadora had a chance of reappearing in Ultraman Jeed before the first episode had aired. Despite oh. this, of course, he does not appear in the series. Right. That I would have known. It's a giant seal, a uh, giant monster. Walrus, walrus. The exactly. tusk snake and a walrus. Well, that was <laughs> other things, too. I'm sure genetics. But if a seal had teeth like that, it would be certainly not be in an aquarium anyplace. No, um, not at all. Not at all. So uh, <sighs> the uh, I'm looking at some of the colorized pictures. like Because they did a, deep, a Blu-ray release in Japan with... Uh, of this being colorized. Oh, okay. Cool yeah. enough. It's pretty interesting. Um, and there was a toy of 
uh, Todora made as an X-plus figure. Um, only a 1,000 pieces were made, and there was two versions, the red-eye and monochrome version. So okay, sure. If sure. you're a collector... Uh, X plus means money, and uh, you're gonna have to put. You're gonna pay a decent it's amount of price uh, for them, huh? Yeah, okay. it looks that way. It looks okay. that way. So yeah, next episode is the last one for Ultra Q, which is crazy. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a pretty short series, um, yeah. twenty eight episodes, and apparently, um, they wanted. Uh, originally, TBS was like, "All right, let's get another season cracking. Let's go," and. Uh, uh, Aju Subaraya was like, Nah, I got, I got a better idea. I want to do something different. Yeah, they were like, Yeah, but we want. And he's like, Nah, that's fine. You get something else. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, hey, really? listen, if you can get away with it, okay. <laughs> like, fine. But this is the ultra slot. He's like, Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be fine. Don't worry. It'll be ultra. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently, this aired December fourteenth. The next one. That's that makes quite no a, sense. No, it doesn't at all. Doesn't all right. at all. But we'll find we'll find out about that more next week. I hear you. Indeed. I hear you. So, That's any fine. recommendations this week, Patrick? No, I'm t- I'm just listening to the, my normal stuff at this point. I'm, I'm watching that new uh, Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max with um, hmm. Kate Winslet. Oh yes, as a detective. Right. Yeah, it's depressing is the best way to put it. I find it very Lovely. depressing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to watch right now. Uh, I know, but it, it's interesting but depressing. Let me put it that way. Ironically, um, I am watching something that's kind of a downer, and it's called Armored Trooper Votoms. Okay, it's a '70s anime series about like these tank pilots who work in a like stand. It's Votom stands for like vertically operated uh, tank maneuver something and okay. it's these guys who work in these like rickety uh exosuits that are like powered with a highly volatile fuel mixture and it's like it's they're mass produced they're not real great and uh it's basically the can you're the cannon fodder okay so yeah so the, the it opens up with the the two after a hundred year war the two sides have declared truce and what happens to people who've been involved with war for so long and what right. do they do with their life, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I gotcha. That yeah. sounds interesting. So sounds I think I'm about seven episodes in. Um, and uh, it's been something I saw the, or I saw the, <clears throat> the model kits for these when I was like 14. And so you wanted to know what I sent the- away from it. So they sent away for, it. and I'm like, I got to figure out what the hell the show is. And then I found out there's 60 episodes or something. And I'm like, well, this is never coming out in America because there's yeah. too many episodes for them to subtitle it. And it did eventually come out on subtitled tape, and it was expensive. Uh, and then it eventually came out on subtitled DVD, and it was expensive. I gotcha. And then they put it out in a Blu-ray box, and it was pretty expensive. But Sentai Filmworks were having a sale a couple weeks ago, and it was like 30 bucks. Okay. And I'm like, well, it's never getting cheaper than so it's all like fifty like fifty seven or sixty three episodes plus the original video episodes plus six movies. Oh, okay. So you got your worth for the thirty bucks you paid. Yeah, it's a big that's chunk of a box set. And um, I'm like, all right, that's that seems to be. So I ordered that, and then I ordered two other series that I've wanted to watch for a while because it came to like thirty seven dollars. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, so they were all out of stock because it was a big sale, right? So as they come right. in, I've been getting them. But they've been shipping them individually. And I'm like, guys, I can wait. Just ship them all at once. Save yourself some postage. Like, I wouldn't even worry about that part. I mean, if that, if this is how they're going to do it, you, you sit there and go, well, guys, you don't have to send it all at once. You can that's send it all at once. Save yourself, wait. Yeah, save yourself but, some postage. It's, you're already selling these on at very low prices. Like, yes. you're already having a sale, so you're not, like, you know, you're not making a ton of money on it. So, like, you know, I pay. Oh, and the second series is about a group of high school girls who are involved in an um, intramural tank warfare club. 
<laughs> okay. Sure. And it's called, wait for it, wait. It's called Girls und Panza. Oh, no. Right? Is that not nutty enough that I was like, yeah, for $5, I'm buying that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I could see buying that for $5. Yep. I was like, yes, I've seen it before. I've seen the pictures before. And the title and like the, the breakdown, I was like, yeah, that's just bananas enough that I'm going to want to watch this. Yeah, sure. So Girls und Panza. I hope Fair it's good. Enough. And if it wasn't, it, I didn't pay that much for it. No, it's five bucks. What do you care? <laughs> God, no. But yeah, they're like, you think your intramural sports are tough. How about tank warfare? And I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want more. Oh, God, no. That's great. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Stuff. All right. So next week, we'll be discussing our uh, the last episode called Open Up. Episode 28 of Ultra Q and uh, doing a little bit of a series wrap up. Yes. And then figuring out what the hell we're going to cover next. So, oh, hey, I just got a message. So, <laughs> uh, that is about it, guys. Rate, review, and subscribe. Tell everybody you know. Tell people you don't know. Approach strangers. That's what I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, and uh, if you need to speak with someone, if you're not feeling heard, and you're having thoughts of ending things, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. They are here to help 24-7, 365 days a year. And their yes. number is as follows. 1-800-273-8255. We would like you to stay around, please. Someone is always there to listen and talk to you. Exactly. Um, the world is better exactly. with humanity. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.